Welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes cocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Caleb Frankert, and I'm joined by my good friend and fellow money muddler, Jason Burnell. Caleb, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? Not without alcohol. All right, let's mix it up. Yeah. All right. This, I'm excited. This is like a winter drink. Mixing it up in the AM. Yeah. Well, we're drinking bourbon in our coffee. That's right. You know, I haven't really done this that much. No, we've done a little bit of uh, bourbon cream, the Buffalo yeah. Trace oh, bourbon yeah, that's, cream. That's or, uh, yeah, that's good. That's a staple in my refrigerator. <laughs> this one was, look, this was too simple to pass up, right. and it looks fun. It's kind of cold outside, so yeah, we'll see. Th- but This j- is like a super secret recipe. It came out oh, of yeah. a box of a <laughs> gift that we got. Like, uh, Oh, I was going to say, okay, did you cut that off of the box? Yeah, I took oh, a, right. the old utility knife out and cut the... <laughs> Uh, Kentucky coffee recipe off the bullet bourbon mm. box that we got. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was worth a shot. Hopefully we don't like this too much because we I know drink we drink a lot of coffee every day. So, <laughs> all right, Jason, you know, th- this is funny because at the end of the episode, you know, when we close out the tab, mm-hmm. we say we want listeners to comment or ask questions. We liked it. We love to hear from you. Right. Right. Exactly. And then sometimes we do and we don't. It's not that we ignore it. A lot of times we don't check. Right. <laughs> Whoops. Maybe it's like nobody, nobody has anything to say to us, so well, we don't check. I think that we kind of feel that way most of the time. <laughs> and then you find out, oh, shoot, we've got some comments and questions that have been hanging out there. So we're going to try to do a better job of incorporating that into the show. After all, we ask for it, right? Right. So, so send us your comments. All right. So here's some feedback from a listener named Matt. Show idea, maybe? I've got a couple hundred bucks in crypto, Litecoin specifically. It recovered a little bit over the last few months, but dropped again after your show this week. And the info about FTX, ooh, uh, okay. It made me think, do I just cut my losses or let it ride? Okay. Uh, So that's kind of a question. If this isn't something you want to muddy the waters with by discussing crypto, I understand. But I've come to trust you guys and respect your opinions. Would rather hear it from you guys to sell and move on versus finding that that information from a less trustworthy source so he thinks we're trustworthy how Ooh, about wow. that so he didn't get his he's like not getting his financial advice from tiktok yeah well that's probably a good thing yeah um he might question getting his advice from somebody who can't <laughs> read on the air that's uh, okay <laughs> but anyway it's an email you know it's yeah wild west love the show sincerely sincerely a f- i'm struggling today yeah, man. yeah wow <laughs> Sincere- we haven't even started drinking yet <laughs> i know maybe that's the problem <laughs> Love the show. Sincerely, a fellow brother of the Briar, lover of cocktails, and Christ follower, Matt. Nice. Well, you want to talk about a niche? Huh? No kidding. I think we found we Good found job. our audience. What is he trying to sell? <laughs> <laughs> our, well, That's Jason, awesome. crypto question, right? Yeah. Uh, look, we don't want to. Uh, he, he mentioned not wanting to muddy the waters, but we don't want to. We don't want to be shy and and duck away from the crypto conversation. So no, not at all. And I think it's important that you know that we're not going to give specific investment advice yeah. on here. So I know you're kind of asking for that. And I think we have to a- answer this question in a broad sense. Don't... So what do you think? So I think generally speaking, we have a tendency of shying away from crypto at this point. Yeah. Okay. Um, as we feel a little vindicated over the last couple months because I think what we were feeling in our guts over the summer where people were, well, last yeah. year, really. Well, not and not like we're actively rooting against crypto. No, but not at a all. A lot of the no. reasons that we had a lot of reservations about it are are kind of coming to fruition. So Yeah, and I think um, I think that would be our, our biggest concern. But like any investment, having it as part of your broader portfolio is kind of a, you know, I know I might be swinging for the fences here. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So 
You know, our guess is as good as yours in terms of a specific crypto because there's not really any history on what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the other part of that is like, what is it tied to? Like yeah. the underlying like asset isn't really there. Yeah, so what do you really own? Well, it's an ad- when push comes it's to really shove. comes down to more like the adoption of it. Yeah. You know, like is it going to be widely used by, you know, El Salvador as their currency <laughs> or is it going to be you know, is it just going to be another crypto in the, in the, you know, giant vat of cryptos that exists now? So, yeah, I, I put crypto in the speculative category definitely. still. So while I'm fully convinced that the idea of crypto is really intriguing and I understand why it's attractive because of a decentralized currency, yeah, right? It absolutely. can't be manipulated by a central government until they, you know, put their own yeah, out there I, and just manipulate it. This is um, where I'm going to get like kind of nuts because I'm like, is it really you know, decentralized government and, you know, global superpowers, they're not exactly like something that I'm rooting for. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyways, I, I, I'm curious too, but, um, uh, yeah, as part of any investment strategy, it has to be in the speculative category Yeah. because there's just no history. Yeah. So this is a speculative investment. I would say like anybody who's, let's say they want to set up a fun money account for stock picking and things like that. Uh, generally, when I'm talking to my clients, if you've got that itch and you can't help but scratch it and you want to set up a mad money account, don't put anything more than you're willing to lose. Right. It, like you if know, you went I, to Vegas this weekend, what would you Exactly. Would you lose? So speculative, I put that real close to the gambling category. And, and I'm, I'm not against speculative investments, Absolutely but you not. would not bank your retirement on something like no. this. And I, I think in Matt's question here, you know, he specifically said a couple hundred bucks. Okay. So that's probably not going to make or break anybody. Probably not. If you bought it, you probably believed in it for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's a couple hundred bucks. I don't see any harm in letting something like that ride. Now, if you have a couple hundred dollars in your retirement account and that's all it is and it's in crypto, I would say, well, you need to start saving more for retirement. Maybe the budgeting episode will be helpful. But also, yeah, I wouldn't be speculative in, in any scenario with with all of my my retirement funds or my investable assets. Matt, I want to thank you for two reasons. Number one, asking a question yeah. that is a good one and pertinent. And number two, giving us a reason to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, buddy. <laughs> we really appreciate the feedback, Matt. Sorry for butchering your question so <laughs> hard on the podcast, but I'm having trouble reading this morning. <laughs> That's new because... <laughs> so let's drink about it. <laughs> All right. All right, Jason. So you mentioned we are drinking Kentucky coffee this morning. This is classic recipe from a bullet bourbon gift box, (laughs) Uh, but we couldn't resist. So what we're drinking today is two and a half ounces of coffee, one and a quarter ounces of bullet bourbon, and then brown sugar and milk to taste. So I have a feeling you kind of improvised on this a little bit, right? Uh, Did you measure the one and a quarter ounce? I did. Wow. Okay. And I don't usually put sugar in my coffee, but then again, I also don't usually put bourbon in my coffee. So I'm throwing a teaspoon in mine. Ooh, nice. Okay. I'm going to add a little, just a splash of milk. I know you and I drink coffee a little bit differently. So this will be interesting. I really, really like milk in my coffee. So especially vitamin D milk. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to make it the color I prefer, which is very blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Brown sugar doesn't just dissolve, does it? No, it doesn't. (laughs) Kind of lumpy in there. (laughs) So we might have different reactions based on how we season this one to taste. But uh, do we cheers a mug? Sure. Just don't break it. All right. Here we go. Oh, buddy. Ooh, that is good. Wow, that is easy and delicious. You know what? Wow. I'm not. I don't generally put, like I said, bourbon in my coffee either. But I don't generally put milk or sugar 
That's in my really coffee, good. but brown sugar gives it a different, a little different, different flavor. Yeah, so. and it did dissolve. I was saying it was a little lumpy, but it it dissolved pretty good. So you know, I think just the ratio on the box, two and a half ounces to one and a half ounces. There's not much in my cup here. No. Uh, that little splash of milk cooled it down quite a bit. Um, but the ratios, I think, are right. Do you, the ratios are right, but if you made a double, whole cup of coffee yeah, and yeah. you kept this ratio. That's that's a dangerous amount yeah. of bourbon in your coffee every morning. So and and one you know one little spoon of brown sugar in a whole cup of coffee is enough. Uh, it's definitely sweet enough. So yeah, no, that's great. Mix this up at home, guys. It's winter. Yeah, man's got to do something to stay warm. And if you are if you're that guy counting down till noon so you can start <laughs> drinking bourbon, I guess here you go. More power Our to gift. you. Our gift, Our to, gift you. to you. <laughs> well, or bullet. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, Jason. So it is the new year. I think we're still in that territory where we can say happy new year when we mm-hmm. see people, right? So in the last episode, we talked a lot about new year's resolutions. It's that time of year where at this point, when this episode's released, you may have given up on some of your resolutions already. <laughs> but in last week's episode, we talked about some financial resolutions that are are keepable, that are attainable, sure, right? That, yeah. And that we're completely behind. Good things that are, are good to aspire to. And you know, there's a high percentage that you're going to stick to it uh, if you go about it right. So in this episode, we're going to lean in a little bit to one of the resolutions that we talked about, which was really, and and we talked about kind of developing a spending plan or revisiting your spending plan, which is just another way of saying budgeting. It's psychology is all it is. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, I thought about, you know, we did a budgeting, just a straight budgeting episode not that long ago. When I looked, that was like episode 13. Yeah. (laughs) So here we are. Welcome to episode 91. We're going to talk about budgeting again, but I want to, rather than just harp on the importance of budgeting like we do sometimes, I I think we're going to get into a little bit more detail on how to actually create a budget. Logistics. Yeah. Yeah. This is how to create a budget in 10 minutes. Sure. So, and I mean, I think we both are. I we have to confess. I think a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm real bad at this. I am probably well, it's not fun. I'm a terrible husband. Oh. I leave this to my my wife's department. She is by far more of a, an accountant by training. Yes. So she likes. Uh, she gets excited when the bank statement comes. Okay, yeah. like that's just that's weird. It I is love weird, you, but that's weird. You know, so it's weird. But you don't I want to rob her of that joy, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, all the joy that uh, is in our lives. Honey, you keep doing the budget. I know you like it so much. Yeah, right? but I would have to confess that we probably have become too lazy in this department. Yeah, while we're confessing. And I think I've said this on... And by on, we, I mean I, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me totally. When I say we, I mean you and me. Um, <laughs> you know, early on when we tried to get out of debt, or made it a priority to get out of debt, and we were gung ho, super ambitious, and determined. And, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we when we reached that point where we paid off consumer debt mm-hmm. and we got a little breathing room. I think there's a tendency, and I don't think this is a bad thing to celebrate it a little bit. Right. Oh, absolutely. But don't jump off the wagon. The next thing you know, <laughs> it's two years later, and you're like, man, you know, I uh, I need to get back to the budget because while I don't have the debt, I'm also not saving what I should. Exactly. Because you, you do get a little bit lax. So, uh, you know, we talked about in the last episode, uh, kind of reining it back in, revisiting, right? This right. is the time of year to revisit your goals, 
revisit the budget and kind of get recalibrated for the new year. So Yeah, and I mean, don't do what I did when we started having a budget conversation. I get all bent out of shape and I'm like, I'll just go make more money. I'll deliver pizzas. <laughs> I'll do something, you know, like that's just silly. It needs to be, you know, get yourself a Kentucky coffee. Yeah, there you, you go. You know, calm down a little bit, understand what you're actually doing and figure out what works best for both of you. And I think that's that's really where we're headed here. Yeah. Uh, I know my wife handles the the quote unquote budget. She has her way of doing it, which whenever is it yours? When I look at it, it, it no, it's not mine. It works. It works. But well, you she haven't has, gotten your electricity turned off. No, yet. no, no. She's and I have to say, like like you mentioned, she's better at it than I am sure. naturally. Right. Uh, but her system confuses me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a yellow pad and she's got circles and lines and all kinds of stuff that. You know, when I go, okay, let's take a look at the budget. Uh, no, okay, <laughs> just just tell me what I'm allowed to spend or what I'm not allowed to spend. Right, but that's not fair to your spouse. No, uh, I'm a financial advisor for crying out loud, and I put our, you know, I I tend to put more importance on you know the retirement accounts and the investments and things like that because I deal with that on a daily basis. But let's and be you're real, you're controlling that exactly, right? And you know, while my wife not, might not know what's going on with the market and the investments as much. She's right the there. behavior, though. Well, she she's she's in the trenches on the budgeting on a daily basis, and that probably has more of an impact to your overall financial picture, the day to day stuff. I agree. Than the long term retirement. I mean, it's important. <laughs> That's what we do for a living, right? But yeah, this. So I think if you're like us, and you've probably unfairly put too much of this on your spouse, I know I've I've come home and said I don't want to budget. Because I help people I with their budget all day. All day. <laughs> I don't want to come home and do it myself, right? Well, that's not fair. Which is uh, why our kids have no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. So I here's here's the deal. I think the way we want to handle this is I've, I've got it mapped out. I think we should talk about, practically speaking, you, you've decided you don't want to put this all on one spouse. Or maybe none, neither of you have done this, right? Yep. Or or maybe you're on your own and you just you know wh- whatever your situation has been if you if you've never budgeted before or if you just don't have a great idea what your budget actually looks like right this is a I, I want to look at some of the best free online tools sure user friendly things uh, mm-hmm. and I say budget in ten minutes because I I don't know I don't want to spend a lot of time on this stuff because it's uncomfortable so I thought let's see using some software how quick can I put together a pretty reasonable budget. And we have learned though that the folks that go and really dive in headlong on this and are trying to make it like a perfect science, guys, it's not. No, because it's going to change next month. Yep. And so don't don't beat yourself up like if if you're a person that has an OCD level like requirement to have it correct, you know, give yourself some grace on this. Use the tool as a tool to help guide you. Yeah, we've said this before. You know, it's a roadmap. Mm-hmm. It's it's not something that's got to be detailed to the you know to the penny. And if you screw up, you're done. Blow the whole thing up. It is a guide, but you learn a lot if you're doing this on a monthly basis. And what I like about the online tools that that we're going to highlight here a little bit, they have that flexibility to go in and show what was my projected, mm-hmm. and then what actually happened. Where are the discrepancies? That really helps as far as correcting the behaviors that throw you off. Right. Right. So absolutely. Let's get in a little bit to the the online tools because I think we got to give some resources to folks here. Uh, and I'm I'm going to reference an article from GoodFinancialSense.com. Um, they listed nine resources for creating a spending plan that works for you. Now these are online tools that have at least a free budgeting option. 
Okay. Nice. Yep. So maybe uh, maybe it's not entirely free uh, if you want all the bells and whistles, but should have a basic free budgeting option. And I think number one we've all heard of, it's probably one of the first of the game, which is Mint. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, they've got nice apps and things like that that you can link up to your bank accounts and, and your loan accounts and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, Mint is probably the uh, the top one out there. Personal Capital is the one that I found the most whenever yeah, I was searching. It's really very, very popular. And, and I looked at the layout. It's pretty user-friendly. And I think that's going to be the key is you don't need any more hurdles between you and making a budget. So right. find something that makes sense to you. Find something that's user-friendly and accessible and doesn't drive you up a wall every time you do it. Because otherwise, you're probably going to throw it out the window. Yeah, so those two, I would get, I could get behind both of them. So I think they make sense. Some of these other ones I don't have as much experience with. There's uh, Budget Pulse, Bucksfer, Money Strands, Money Tracking, hmm. no G, yeah. apostrophe, Money Tracking. <laughs> My Spending Plan, uh, I've looked at that one a bit. Budget Simple, Savvy Money is another one I'm somewhat familiar with. One that surprisingly didn't make the list, which I jumped into a little bit. If you're a Dave Ramsey fan out there, which I would imagine we've got quite a few of those listeners. We like Dave Ramsey. We like a lot of the resources that they provide. Mm -hmm. It's every dollar. Yeah. And, you know, again, all of these resources are great. And to me, the thing that I want to emphasize to everybody is don't get too obsessed with making sure every, you know, account is connected perfectly mm-hmm. that you've got it's functioning you're looking at it all the time you're doing you don't have to do it that way mm-hmm. if you've not done any kind of budgeting up to this point and then you try to go again headlong into having it be absolutely technologically perfect round one you're not going to keep doing it absolutely you're and not. and like any new year resolution any new habit that you're developing, it hurts. You, you, you have to remove obstacles. Otherwise, I mean, <laughs> there's a reason it's a resolution because you're probably not doing it, right? <laughs> so you want to start doing it if you have a bunch of obstacles in the way, if it's a painful process. You have to make it a repeatable, somewhat enjoyable pro- uh, uh, process so that it be- can become a process or a new habit. Now, you said so, something earlier I want to make sure we touch on again. Is okay. It's usually the folks that are already, I'm going to say, financially becoming independent they have extra resources every month. Now, and a key to the budget that I like to point out and is really important is you need to tell your money where it's going. So the mm-hmm. money at the bottom of after all your regular bills that I got $1,500 left over, you better tell it where it's going or else it's going to yeah. Burger King. Yeah. The, <laughs> the goal and objective of all of this is really because I'm sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have, have made an attempt at a budget at some point. I hope so. And maybe you've given up on it. But what we want to do is help you to create a more effective budget, which a more is what you try to do. Budget. Yeah. So this let's, is awesome. I'm, I'm going to get into the every dollar because I, I really do like this one. And there are a couple of different versions. There's the free version, mm-hmm. which is actually is totally fine for me. If you want to pay $79.99 a year, you can have it link up to everything and automate a lot of stuff. You know what? I, it's not for me, dog. I'm going to say that right out loud. I really don't like that method. I, I agree. I don't. And that's total preference. I like Dave Ramsey, but I also don't want their software tied into all of my personal bank accounts. And I just, I don't know. I, I also think that there is a value to sitting down and looking at everything as you're putting it in yeah. and comparing you know, what did I project and what actually exactly. happened? That's part of the lesson. Okay? I thought you were going to say it's because you're our staff boomer. Well, I also uh, am <laughs> learning the computer, 
So <laughs> you finally got the dial up. <laughs> yeah, me and technology. We're we're getting there. Yeah. But uh yeah. you still argue so, a lot. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna kinda walk through, Jason, yeah. the ten minute budget that I created on every dollar and then the little experiment that yeah. I had afterwards. Uh which okay. I, I think is is where the kind of meat and potatoes where the fun part and maybe the actual beneficial part come in. So every dollar on Ramsey Solutions, I, I don't know if it's RamseySolutions.com. I'm sorry, but uh if you search Dave Ramsey every dollar, you'll yeah. find it. It's there. So uh basically it starts out with What's most important to you? This this is this is key. It sounds yeah. obvious, but having a purpose for your budget, okay? What's the reason behind all of this? And their options and the goal setting section is or the priorities are pay off debt, save for retirement, stop living paycheck to paycheck, save for kids college, save for a house, travel. Okay, so pause. No matter where you're at with your finances, you can select one of those. You can select one of these, and it's probably going to be helpful. Okay. Right, right. All right. So, you know, let's let's say you're in that. I guess we'll, we'll say accumulation phase. Sure. You're, you know, you're settled into your your kind of big boy or big girl job. Maybe you've got some student loans, some small debt mm-hmm. out there that you want to clean up, but you're making more money. You you've got money to budget. Right. You've you've got money to move around and and maybe do something with. You want to know where's the most effective place to put my money on a monthly basis. Yeah. The okay? software is going to help you. Software is going to help you. Okay. So let's say you choose pay off debt. Perfect. Right? The next tab would be lifestyle, and, and th- this is interesting too because uh, I drink a lot of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't in there. Darn oh, it. Bummer. I own a home. I rent my home. I own a car. I'm married. I have kids. This was fun. I have pets. Ooh, I mean, so wow. owning okay. pets has expenses involved sure too. Does. And involved too so, horses. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a lifestyle for sure. So this was kind of cool. And you check all that apply. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and so this is kind of really just saying, okay, so this is going to apply parameters, right? If your lifestyle right. is this, this, or this. You're probably going to be in this range as far as groceries, right? If you have a wife and kids, right? You're not, you're you're not going to spend fifty dollars. It's not yeah, enough. You're, you're not spending fifty dollars on groceries, <laughs> right. Like you did, you know, as a bachelor or exactly or bachelorette, right? So, okay, so that that really kind of gives you some parameters, so it's giving because, you parameters, so you're not like totally because let's be honest, unless you're tracking it. You might have no idea what you're spending right. on, and you probably are going to lie to yourself on the first go. Yeah, like I only spent. I'm going to spend eight hundred dollars on groceries in a family of nine. Yeah, no, yeah. you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> okay, so the next one, which is really cool, is you get to choose. You know, do I want to do this manually, the free version, where you you punch all the numbers in? Which I think before you go out and you just do. No, I want to automatically sync everything up. Do it manually first to try, just to see where you're at. You need to have that. It's again, you got to have a little bit of pain. It's to get through part this. of the learning experience. Absolutely. It's not just being a cheapskate, okay, right. and not just being a you're boomer. Like I really did spend seventy five dollars this week at Starbucks. Yeah, ouch. Like, like, I mean, it happens. Yes. Now, in my ten minute budget, Jason, well, this is so fascinating to me too. Like, well, I didn't dive into everything, right? Okay, I know. but what you're going to want to do is you're going to have your your laptop open or your you know your mobile app with your banking information. Mm-hmm. If you've got multiple banks, you want to make sure that that's readily available, right? Because Go back everything a couple so, months so you can see what's going on, right? Yeah, and and look, if you have a job that your your pay varies, uh, it's going to be tough. But I would say, put whatever your base is. You, if you sure. have a base, put that in there and work off of that mm-hmm. okay right because uh, it helps the budget there's lots of variable compensation like tools out there that you can use but this but most I, folks- I like to do the base just because if you're if you're getting aggressive with budgeting and you yep. can you can budget based off of your base when you get a bonus or profit sharing or whatever you know your comp however your compensation package looks i think it helps you to be way more effective when that that 
chunk. bonus or that yeah. chunk comes in. Right? Sure. Okay. So really, Jason, in less than 10 minutes, I was able to go through this based off memory. And mind you, I don't write checks in my house. Right. I sometimes open the bills. <laughs> uh, like we had this cold snap. I wanted to see what our, our gas bill was going to be. But just off of memory, I thought, let's see if I can in 10 minutes or less. I time myself. I'm going to spend no more than 10 minutes on this. Plug all my information in, print it out, take it home to my wife and go, hey, you know how you said you wanted to work on budgeting together? This is what I think I is going it. on. No, you didn't say that. No. <laughs> this, this is what I think this is, is what on. This is my right. thoughts on our financial picture. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. So anyway, uh, you'll go in, you know, you'll put your, your paycheck in, your planned, and then you, you can, a month down the road, actually take your received and kind of check what was projected, what actually happened. So, so that method worked. It started the conversation with your wife. It absolutely did. Okay, that's good. So, so that's, I mean, this isn't like totally wasted. I don't want to just throw that no, part away because sometimes it's hard to even get the conversation. This going. is the thing. It's really an exercise, I think. Yep. Uh, and it's more about the behavior. It's more about the mentality. That's going to make all of this effective. But I want to share some of the line items that are on here because there really are a lot of things you're probably not thinking about. If you want to do the simple version, the manual version, take out taxes and the pre-tax stuff, okay, for the most part. But you've got paychecks, and then you've got giving, church, charity. I like that they throw savings in there. What are you putting in your emergency fund every month? Right. Okay. And then you got bills and subscriptions. So your mortgage, your rent, water, mm -hmm. natural gas, electricity, internet, streaming services. Here's one that's going to get you. <laughs> I estimated high because we tend to forget about some of the things that we've subscribed to that we never sure, use. Sure, right. This was actually in my little uh, experiment, something that was a pleasant surprise. But trash, phone, they put health insurance on here. There's nothing for taxes. I, I backed that stuff out because all of our health insurance costs are pre-tax. Sure. Even if you have a health savings account. Right, okay? exactly. So you can kind of back that out. Life insurance, I would say back out any pre-tax stuff. This is just to really get a good snapshot. Identity theft, gen memberships, and then you get into the spending categories, which is really where this like is... The this fun is, stuff. Yeah, and this is where it's definitely not a science. This is where you can make up. This, this is where you're going to be able to tweak and adjust. Uh, but groceries, restaurants, gas, clothing, pet care, child care, repairs and maintenance. I threw our Roth IRA in here. Mm -hmm. And then debt, things like that. So this was really interesting. So in the few minutes that we have left... I, I handed this to my wife. Yep. And I said, I just want you to know that this is what I think our financial picture looks like. Where are we at? Jason, how do you think I did? I think you probably did okay. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to do okay. I think you did okay because, I mean, again, like you're not disconnected entirely. And you're also a fairly conservative spender. So, yeah. I think this might be a different exercise for somebody who's like, throwing around five credit cards in their wallet everywhere. Well, definitely somebody who's doing separate finances. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That, this, but this might be an argument starter. But. You, you see the original document here. I yep. have revisions to make. My wife marked it all up. She also doodled because she's but an art teacher. But it was pretty good. I mean, that's why I think it's like I said, it was so fascinating. You really didn't make that many errors. Mm -hmm. But I don't care how accurate you were. I care about the fact that you guys started the conversation. And we did have a conversation. This part was more than 10 minutes. Okay. And then we started talking about, all right, what could we cut? Or you think we spend this much? It's actually this much. You know, this is where the growth begins to You're happen. You're like, how much is garbage pickup? I'm going to yeah. burn the garbage yeah. in the backyard. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was, this was pretty interesting. I think it's just a really good exercise if you've never done a budget with your spouse or, mm -hmm. you know, if personally you've never done a budget on your own or anything like that, just as a reality check. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think it's super helpful. You know, guys, you just need it. It's communication. It's a good way to start. Well, um, I'll, I'll tell you what my findings on this were personally. I'm the guy that goes, I know what I make. I know what you make. I know what our bills are roughly. We're good. Where is it all going? Yeah. Where is it all going? <laughs> and then when you look at things that are not bad to have in there, like church, right? Charities, yep. retirement accounts, health Absolutely. insurance premiums, all, all that kind of stuff. Then you go, oh, well, you look at the end of the budget and you go, well, there's only this much flexibility. Well, okay. If you've got a couple hundred dollars of flexibility, you go, well, yeah, going out to eat three times a month is going to blow that up, right? So this, I think, will help to give you a little bit of grace, too. So yep. you're not beating yourself up going, oh, well, we make X amount. Where is it all going? Well, <laughs> at the end of the day, you've only got so much wiggle room anyway. Right, exactly. exactly. But, but now the growth can occur. Now we can go in. We can start clipping. Yep. Okay. And and just having a, real, uh, a realistic picture. But you started with... A 10-minute budget yes. that led to all of this activity, which is really exciting. Good job. Hey, this was five a, gold stars for th- Caleb. This was a good experience for me. I thought it was an educational experience. I do this for a living every day. I would challenge you out there if you're listening to do this. If you don't already, if you do this already, congratulations. You're weird. Awesome. You're weird. <laughs> you're the best kind of weird. But we anyway, I, I think that you might really grow from this. So, Jason. Good job. Pretty fun one, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah. As fun as Great budgeting drink. can be. We'll get into the the next part of my conversation next, next week. Uh, that should be a fun one. Look as forward well. to that. So, <laughs> thanks for having a drink with us this week, folks. It's time to close out the tab. If you have a question or a topic you want addressed on the Old Fashioned Finance Podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's bluejfg.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to a consumer in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written consent on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay unless other otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.